fun timers getting to know the guest of sports and more the podcast just a little bit more this is one timers with uh, a longtime edmonton broadcaster bryn griffiths bryn are you ready for one timers you know i'm all set to go did you have a good one timer uh, like uh, maybe on the street hockey scene or something like that I well you know what i uh was a pretty good goal scorer because I, I was one of those guys with the tennis ball out in the back driveway. Yes. And so I could bat it out of midair and, and uh, you know, so I, I don't know from a street hockey standpoint, I, it was pretty prolific uh, going towards the goal, not coming back to my own. <laughs> okay, let's get it going. Your favorite okay. two sports growing up? Uh, it's, uh, well, one is hockey, obviously. I'm Canadian, so for me, hockey's number one. Number two, I'm going to say, and I'm going to slash it. Football and soccer are the are the other two. I, uh, I I I've always loved the CFL. I love the NFL, and I've always loved the Premiership. Favorite team and athlete as a kid? It's a split because growing up, like most Canadian kids, you tend to love and follow the team your dad chose. And my dad, growing up. Uh, he basically was a Habs fan. So for us, uh, the voice of Danny Gallivan rang through the house loud and clear. Uh, but as we uh, we had season tickets with the Oilers, probably from 1976 on. And so we were enjoying watching the World Hockey Association at both uh, the Edmonton Gardens and uh, the Coliseum. But once the merger had happened, my dad looked at me and said, you know what, we got to start cheering for the home team. So from there, you know, I still had a little bit of a soft spot for the Habs, uh, but uh, not that they ended up playing the Oilers. I had, to, I had to cheer for the Oilers. I'm not sure how my dad handled that one, but for me, it just shifted from my dad's team to the team that was where I was born. And how about athlete? That's a tough one. Uh, first autograph I ever got was from a guy who wore number four. In, mm. in Montreal, Jean Beliveau. Mm. Could not have been a nicer man when I was six, when I went to see him at a car dealership in Edmonton. Uh, had done numerous interviews with him. He was just so gracious and so wonderful. So he would probably be my first favorite athlete. Um, with the Oilers, that's pretty tough because, you know, I only watched them for so many years when they were going through their, getting into their heyday after Wayne got here. Uh, and then, you know, then you start working as a member of the media and they all become friends. So it's kind of hard to say a little bit later on. How about the opposite? Uh, an athlete uh, and a team that got under your skin as a kid. Really easy. And it's funny because after meeting him, he couldn't be nicer. Uh, Ken Lindsman was the guy. <laughs> uh, I remember with the baby Birmingham Bulls, he was so annoying. We never missed an Oilers Bulls game in the old World Hockey Association. And then, and then he just like, and then he moved around. He was always there's a horrible pain in the ass. But you know what? As he told me later, he said, "Well, then, thank you, because okay. that means I did my job." And there right. will always be built if it's a good sport. There will always be guys with the white hats and guys with the black hats. Yeah, that's what makes sports uh, lovable oh. and uh, hateable. I grew up on Stampede Wrestling. Well, that's where I went. And uh, I always loved to watch with my uncle, who was like my grandfather as a kid. We always, we loved the villains as much as we loved the good guys. 
What did you want to be when you were young? Uh, well, well, I think by the time I got to grade seven, it was a broadcaster. Hmm. Really? You knew that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I, uh, you know, you know, I've watched TV. I was fascinated by Danny Gallivan uh, and how he called the games. Another guy I met later, and he was wonderful. You know, I, I love it when you meet heroes and they don't disappoint. I've had a few of those, uh, but he was he was great. But we would I couldn't play basketball, and all my friends could play basketball. So me and uh, two other friends, we had uh, gone to Radio Shack and rigged up a little box, like a talk box, that would go into our cassette player, and we would do play by play of the basketball game. And it was so much fun. So, uh, so for me, it's what I've always wanted to do. Awesome! I love that. If you could be a pro in any sport, uh, what sport? What ath? What pro would you be? What sport? For me, it would be a tennis player. One, I love the sport. I always have played it a ton as a kid. But when you take a look at those athletes, they travel everywhere in the world, and everything is absolutely catered to them. Uh, they're well paid, especially if you win. I don't know. It just seemed like a you know, one, one week you're in Melbourne or Melbourne, and the next week you're in New York, you're in London. Uh, I, I have a, a bucket list of events I've always wanted to go to. Wimbledon is still one of the very few left that I haven't gone to. So I'm going to have some fun and say tennis player. All right. Eric DeHatchik said the exact same thing when he was on this show. He was a big uh, tennis fan. So if you could live one particular athlete's past or present life, who would it be? I would be fascinated by Michael Jordan's life. <laughs> and even more so after watching the uh, the, the last uh, special. That the last end, yeah. Yeah, like to me, life is full of ups and downs. And there's lots of controversy. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It just seems like it would be just a crazy ride. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, how about your favorite sports moment that you've witnessed live and, and you've seen a lot of cool things is there one that stands out one moment well one kind of covers over everything and it would be the Oilers first cup and only because I was with my dad mm -hmm. and we're sitting in the seats in 1984 and he was more excited than me and I was able to look over at him and watch his excitement level and my dad was a pretty low-key individual I'm more wired like my mom, who is a high energy, uh, let's do this type of, my dad was very, very level. So that would be, uh, that would be right up, up there. But the other one is Wayne Gretzky's 50th goal in 39 games. He scored two so fast, sitting with my dad. Uh, I said, he could get all five tonight. My dad just basically brushed me off. Wow. Like, oh, I'll let the kid talk about it, but it's never going to happen. That's and it happened, and it was a magical night. Uh, so that would be, uh, I think that that's probably the most exciting moment other than Stanley Cup stuff. That is awesome. Favorite band or artist for you? Uh, it's real simple. It's Super Tramp or the Rolling Stones. Beautiful. When you were a kid, do you remember a favorite movie? Oh, man. I remember the first movie I ever cried at. Sir. Old Yeller. Oh, I did too. I think we all did, Bryn. When the gun came out, I went, what? <laughs> and uh, my dad had taken my sister and me to this movie. It's a great movie. But I remember him just reaching over with his hand, squeezing my hand 
before the trigger got squeezed. Yep. And I was like, I was absolutely shocked. Uh, but favorite movie? Whew. I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, I I like I like movies that poke fun at things. There you go. So Mel Brooks movies have always been high on my list. Uh, as much as there's so much controversy around Woody Allen, some of his movies to me are just absolute, uh, absolutely sensational. But I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I'm just trying to think of movies where if it's on TV, I don't turn it off. Uh, and I have a I have a few of those, but I can't think of one. How about uh, is there a, a TV show or something you're streaming right now that you would recommend? Well, because of my rather lengthy uh, battle with cancer here the last six months, I just don't turn the TV on very much. I'm spending a lot of time streaming on the YouTube channel, looking for information from other people who've gone through what I've gone through. Uh, I always used to love, and I'm still catching up with, uh, Inside the Actors Studio because mm-hmm. James Lipton, who recently passed away, was the two best interviewers that I could think of, James Lipton and Howard Stern. They're both now on YouTube, so I could catch up with those guys. But I'm not watching a lot of shows right now, Dean. Uh, those two guys are uh, fantastic. When you get a deep interview from either of those two guys, it's awesome. If you could have a meal with anyone in history, who would it be? It's going to sound absolutely insane. Adolf Hitler. I don't think it's that insane because you would want to know what the hell was going through his mind, right? Absolutely. Or stab uh, him. You know, or stab him. One of the two. Well, it would be a big table. Uh, but I would be... I'm fascinated. I like the... Well, you know, when you're in a broadcast industry, you thirst for answers and right. questions that you have. And uh, this past January, while I was over in the Czech Republic, took a day and went into Poland and uh, did Auschwitz. And all I would do is it would just make that dinner with Adolf... Uh, even more compelling to try to figure out what you like. What, what were you like? What were you thinking? Oh, but there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other people. But he would be the most fascinating because I just can't. I still can't get my head wrapped around it. Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, I, I'm a big history guy, and uh, I just I just can't fathom it. Now, different times, obviously, but uh, it's uh, oh, yeah. just ridiculous, uh, ridiculous thought process. Uh, with that whole thing. All right, let's end this one-timers with your dream foursome. Uh, I know uh, you love to play golf, so you yep. and three others for four and a half hours on your favorite golf course. Who are you filling out that foursome with? Well, I'm, I'm picking one golfer, Arnold Palmer, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's the king. Had a chance to meet him. Had a chance to interview him. And I just tried not to have my mouth to gape. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, other golfers. I, I would love to golf with Jack Nicholson uh, because we know he's as good on the freeway with a nine iron <laughs> as he is on the on the, the green. And then um, I would I I kind of I don't even know if I want to go down a political route or because I've seen more than enough of the political uh, stuff on television. Uh, I don't know. I think I would be really kind of curious. Jack Nichols as well, not Nicholson. Jack Nicholson would be one of them, but I'd like Jack Nicholson to probably the other guy. Awesome. I just find those two guys, those two golfers and Tiger, sum up golf for me. Uh, but golf would never have been anything 
if it wasn't for two men, uh, Arnold Palmer and Bob Hope. Mm -hmm. And it was Arnold Palmer that told me that. And I went, Bob Hope? And he said, well, yeah, because Bob was the one who convinced TV people at NBC that golf would be a great TV sport. Right. He says, if we don't get on TV, we're a fringe sport at best. It's just a recreational hobby for people. So I don't know. That's, that's really kind of a crappy answer, but uh, but I don't know. It, it, it'd be a fun four and a half hours. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, w- I would love to uh, listen to... Arnold or Bob Hope for uh, four and a half hours or even longer. You know, you get onto the 19th hole with Bob Hope and you never know when oh, you're yeah. leaving, right? Frank shows up, Dean shows up, Sammy's there. It's a party. That's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Get the Rat Pack together uh, <laughs> with, with the Brat Pack. Yeah, that's right. This has been One Timers with Bryn Griffiths. <laughs> you can check out his full episode at sportsandmore.ca. This has been One Timers on Sports and More, the podcast. Check out full episodes and more at www.sportsandmore.ca.